Turn with me to two openings, please. Matthew 9 and Mark 9. We've been on the subject for some weeks now. And uh, don't be in a rush for me to get off of it. Because I'm not in a rush to get off this subject. In fact, I think you're going to be hearing even more about this subject. Faith is not a fad. (laughs) Faith is not a move. Faith was not a season. (laughs) Faith is how we live. Faith life. That's the life for me. Right? (laughs) For you. Matthew 9 and verse uh, 27. Matthew 9, 27, there were two men that were blind that followed Jesus. And they cried and they said, Son of David, have mercy on us. They wanted healing, restoration, a miracle, and they asked for mercy. Is healing a mercy? Well, if you read the rest of the story, they got the healing. So the Lord didn't correct them and say, no, it's not mercy you want. You want a healing. Said out loud, healing is a mercy. Is a mercy. So you'll hear some people say, well, you know, healing's been done away with or Our healing's not for everybody. They just got through saying mercy's been done away with. They just got through saying mercy's not for everyone. You agree with that? Mercy's not for everyone. Healing is a mercy. God, uh, the scripture calls in Corinthians, calls God the father of mercies. Plural. And the God of all comfort. The scripture said... Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. He forgives all your iniquities. That's one of the benefits. He heals all your diseases. That's another of the benefits. He keeps going. To hear some people talk, you think there's only one benefit. Sin's forgiven. Of course, if that's the only one it was, that'd be great. Right? Being saved, being forgiven, missing hell, that's a big one. The big one. And yet, it's not the only benefit. Forget not all his benefits. He is the God and Father of mercies. Plural. There's forgiving mercy. There's healing mercy. There's delivering mercy. There's mercy for your finances. Mercy for your marriage. Mercy for your children. He's the Father of mercies. They asked for mercy. They got healing. Mercy is for everybody. Verse 28. He said. uh, Do you believe. That I am able to do this. They said yes Lord. Then touched he their eyes. And said what. According to. Your faith. Be it unto you. Now he said. Do you believe I am able to do this. They said yes Lord. Then you might think. Asking that question, that he'd turn around and say, then according to my ability, do you believe the ability is here? Do you believe the power is here? Yes. Then according to the power. Uh Uh-uh. According to the ability. Do you believe the anointing's on me? Yes. Then according to that anointing? No. No. Because that's not how it happened. (laughs) We looked last week. At the healing of the woman with the issue of blood. Who pressed through the crowd. Touched Jesus clothes and anointing. Healing power. Came out of him. Went into her and healed her. From what she couldn't get any relief. Over 12 years of torment and procedures. Immediately healed. And yet. People were touching him on every side. Scores of people. Maybe hundreds of people. And. We have no record that any of them got any healing or miracle. Well, the anointing was there. In fact, you read the account where they they tore off the roof and and let the man down, you know, born by four that was paralyzed. And the Bible said before that, Jesus was preaching in the house, said the power of the Lord was present to heal them. Well, uh, that was everybody in the house. Well, these guys hadn't even got there yet. (laughs) 
But they pressed through by their faith, tore off the roof, got the guy. He got healed. Far as we know, nobody else in the house got healed. The scribes and Pharisees just found fault and mocked Jesus. And yet the power of the Lord was there to heal them. And yet apparently none of them got healed. Why? Because we don't receive according to what God can do. We don't receive even according to his perfect will. Now this is shocking to some people. Because the church by and large has changed what Jesus said and what he taught. How many know he didn't just say this one time according to your faith. Jesus said this repeatedly. Numerous ways. Numerous situations. And uh, yet many churches you're not going to hear that according to your faith. What you will hear is according to God's will. That everything happens according to God's will. And we can pray, but how's it going to happen? Well, it may not happen what you want or even what you think you need, but God knows best. And so it's going to happen according to what? According to His choice, according to His will. This is not what Jesus taught. This is actually contradicting what Jesus taught. Now, do you understand that most of the church world believes that? But you know, if the emphasis should be on the will of God, that's where Jesus would have put it. Thank you for those three amens. In fact, if you look at the whole New Testament, There's some 50 or so references in the New Testament to the will of God. There's way over 500 references to faith and believing. So that means we ought to preach 10 times more on faith than we do the will of God. Now I'm not saying the will of God is not important. You've got to know the will of God. Before you can even have faith. But this idea of it's up to God. It's up to God. It's up to God. Is wrong. It actually contradicts. What Jesus taught us. They said we basically. We want to be healed. Have mercy on us. He said you believe it can happen. You believe I'm able. Yeah. He said here's how it's going to happen. According to. Your. Faith. Right now. And they must have believed. Because here it came. He touched them. And they were healed. How many believe the same thing can happen today? Because Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Go with me to Mark the ninth chapter. Mark 9. This is the man that brought his son who was having seizures to Jesus' disciples. They prayed over him. They did everything they knew how to do. Ministered to him, I should say. And he was no better. He got no relief. And Jesus came. And the man brought before Jesus about his son. And said verse 22. 9.22 of Mark. Oft times it's cast him into the fire. Waters to destroy him. But if you can do anything. Have compassion on us. And help us. Now see the disciples have just failed to get any results. So he's not sure even if Jesus can help him out. If. You can do anything. And verse 23. Jesus said actually there's a play on the words. He actually quoted his words back to him. If you can. I know it's not that way in the King James. But if you read other translations you'll see. The man said if you can. Do anything. How compassionate on yourselves. And Jesus said if you can. Believe. All things are possible to him that believes. In fact. The uh, Darby translation says, verse 23, Jesus said, the quote, if you could, end quote, is if you can believe. The if you can is not if I can do anything, it's if you'll believe. All things are possible to him that believes. Good news translation says, yes, said Jesus, if you yourself can. It's not if I can. 
Is it true that it's not if God can? It's not if God can do it. That's why I keep saying we don't receive according to God's power or according to God's ability. Nor do we receive according to his will. Now that bothers a lot of people. But come on, think about it. Does God have the power to save everybody on the planet, everybody born again, everybody free? Does he? Is it his will? It's not his will that any should perish. So is everybody born again? No. The will of God is for them to be born again. They're not receiving according to the will of God. The power of God is more than enough, but they're not receiving according to the power of God. How do you get born again? Not according to his will, not according to his power, according to your faith. And if it's true concerning the most important thing, heaven and hell, eternal life, why wouldn't it be true concerning lesser things? It is true. The just don't just miss hell and go to heaven by faith. The just live by faith. The just walk by faith. Everything works the same way. If we believe this, we should become greatly interested in faith. Right? Because the more our faith develops, the more of his will we'll receive. And walk in. And the more of his power and ability will be shown and manifested in our lives. We've already had some of his power manifested in our lives. We wouldn't be here. We wouldn't be doing as good as we are. But I'm going to believe there's a whole lot more. Whole lot more. Whole lot more. Who are we waiting on? Waiting on God to decide to do something for No, we don't receive according to that. We receive according to our faith. Go with me, please, to the book of Luke. I believe we're making progress. Luke 17. Having said that, you might think exactly what this verse here says next. That the disciples said, increase our faith. Well, man, if that's it, Lord, increase my faith. Luke 17 and 5, the apostle said to the Lord, what? Give us faith. Nope. What? Increase. The Young's literal says, add to us faith. They must have believed they had some. They didn't say we don't have any. Give us some. We need some. What did they say? Give us more. We want more. Why would they want more? Well, they hear him talking about it all the time. They see him operating in it. Right? Jesus talked about faith all the time. And he manifested faith. He did things in faith. And they, after being with him for a while, they thought, man, we want some more. Give us some more faith. And Jesus said, come here, I'll lay hands on you. (laughs) Give you something. No, people are like that. But that's not how it comes. Jesus said, well, you need to pray at least six or seven hours a day. And you'll get more faith out. No. Uh Uh-uh. Nope. Now, how does faith come? Does anybody know? Romans 10, 17 says faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. But that's the beginning. That's how faith what? Comes. Here's the next part of it. Faith that has come must be released. It must be exercised. We've already looked at this. It's possible to have faith and get no results. I said it's possible to have faith. More than enough faith to get whatever you need. And yet nothing happened. 
We saw in Acts where the the man was born lame and Paul preached the gospel to him. And then the Bible said this man heard Paul speak. And then the Bible said Paul perceived that the man had faith to be healed and yet he's sitting there lame. Until he said, stand up, call with a loud voice, stand up on your feet. And when the man did that, what happened? He released his faith. He's sitting there with faith to be healed, but he's not healed. Oh, is everybody awake? He's sitting there with faith to be healed, but nothing happening in his body. Faith comes By hearing the word of God. But that's not the end. That's the beginning. You got to go beyond the faith coming. To what? The faith releasing. James said. Faith without action. Is dead. So there is such a thing. As dormant faith. Static faith. Inactive faith. James calls it dead. Dead, something's dead, it ain't moving. Right? Right? It's just sitting there. Nothing's happening. I don't want nothing happening faith. Do you? I don't want it sitting there getting dusty. (laughs) When it could be paying my bills. Is that right? Healing my body. Getting what we need for the ministry. We must... Release our faith, exercise our faith, and in so doing, receive what the power of God can accomplish. Receive what the will of God already intends. He said, I'm reading Young's Literal now, verse 5, the apostle said to the Lord, add to us, Luke 17, 5, add to us faith. And the Lord said, If you had faith as a grain of mustard, you would have said to this sycamine, be uprooted. Now, let's just stop right here. Is he talking about prayer? No. No. Is he talking about asking for something? No. No. Certainly not talking about begging for anything. At this point, what would you be talking to? A tree. Is that right? You'd be talking to a tree. Can trees hear? I know uh, in in reading the gospel accounts about healing, I saw the healing of Peter's mother-in-law. And Luke said she was taken with a great fever. And they asked Jesus to come minister to her. And so he came in. Here's Peter's mother-in-law. And she's delirious. Luke said she had a great fever. He's a doctor. That means she's, she's out of it. And um, near death, I guess. And so the Bible said Jesus rebuked the fever. And I paused and I said, now hold on. He's not talking to Peter's mother-in-law. He's not praying. He's not talking to the father. He rebuked the fever. And I thought, can a fever hear? And I read the next verse, and it said, and it departed from her. I thought, yep, yep, fevers can hear. Huh? If fevers can hear, blood pressure can hear. Hearts can hear. Kidneys can hear. Oh, come on. And trees can hear. He said, tree, be I'm reading the uh, Young's Literal. Be uprooted. Be planted in the sea. And Jesus said it would have obeyed you. This is in response to what question? Add to us faith. Uh, Summarizing it, what did Jesus say? Did he tell them how to get more faith? Yeah, he did. They said, add to us faith. Did he tell them how to get more faith? Yes. Yes, Use what you have. 
That's how you get more faith. It works like a muscle in your body. You know, if a kid is skinny and wants to have big muscles, and he says, I want muscles. Add to me muscles. What's the solution? You got muscles. You got all the same muscles Mr. Universe has got. Is that right? Well, no, what I need is muscles now. No, honey, you got muscles. No, I don't. Yeah, you do. And the very same thing is true with faith. People say, well, I need faith. No, you got faith. Are you born again? Have you ever been to church? Have you ever heard the Bible at all? Then you have faith. I said, you have faith. God has dealt to all of us a measure of faith. We got it from him. I said, we got it from him. It is a measure of his, his very own faith. It's a piece of his faith. The faith of almighty God who created the heavens and the earth. A piece of that is in me. And it's in you. And if we want it to develop, it's no great mystery. Get to using it. Get to using it. How do you use it? The number one way you exercise your faith is through your words. It's not the only action. There are other actions. We talked about the wedding feast. Jesus told them, go fill the water pots up. That was an act of faith. Jesus said, go dip in the pool. Wash off the mud. There are other acts of faith. But the number one act of faith, preeminent above them all, is the words of your mouth. So Jesus said, if you had faith, because they, they want to add to us. He said, if you had faith, one of the smallest things they knew about that, nobody had microscopes back then. One of the smallest things he could ever tell them about was a mustard seed. They knew it's tiny. They wanted more so that we're talking quantity, talking size. Well, he said, if you had faith like that. So if they believe they got any, they probably believe they got that much. Add to us. He said, if you had faith like that, you would say two big things he revealed. Number one, faith is potent stuff. How much do you need? The amount of a mustard seed size will rip trees out of the ground and relocate them miles away. Unless you say, oh, Brother Keith, you know, that's, that's just figurative. That's just somebody. He didn't say it was figurative, and you got no right to change the Word of God. We're talking about the same force that created the heavens and the earth. If it creates planets and stars, why couldn't it move a little tree? You don't literally mean believe in a mountain. Yes. Yes. This force created everything. It created mountains. Why couldn't it move one? It created trees. And it doesn't take much. Just a little. But here, here's the thing. It has to be set off. Go to Hebrews. Fourth chapter. Somebody say set it off. Hebrews 4.2. 4.2. He said, unto us was the gospel preached. Romans says, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. It's the power of God to everybody that believes it. Unto us the gospel, the power of God was preached, as well as unto them. But the word preached did not profit them. Why? Not being mixed with faith. Is the word powerful? But can it be in an unreleased state? We all know about chemicals. Maybe you saw it in chemistry in school or whatever. There are certain elements that are inert. Unless they're mixed with something else. Is that right? Unless they're mixed. Then look out. Fire alarms can go off. Is that right? Class is disrupted. 
Have to go see the principal. All, all kind of things. Because what happened? Because what happened? These two that were perfectly fine. As long as you kept them apart. Somebody mixed them. And when they mixed them, that reaction released the latent power that was in that substance. I mean, you can handle plastic explosives. You can handle sticks of dynamite. Even do some dumb stuff with them. With no ill effect. Unless you put a fuse in them. Is that right? Unless you put an igniter in them. Something that will trigger a reaction and release all that power that's in there. There is no word of God that's void of power. Every word of God is full of power. Miraculous power. How many believe there's more than enough power in 1 Peter 2.24 to heal everybody in the building and everybody online and everybody in the country? Is that right? You don't have to find some new verse. By his stripes you were healed. Just those words. Is there enough power to heal anybody? Of anything and everybody at the same. Everybody on the planet. All what seven billion of us could make a demand on by his stripes you were healed with our faith at the same time. And healing power would flow around the planet faster than the speed of light. And everybody could be healed and the lights wouldn't even flicker in heaven. We have a mighty God. We, we have a mighty, mighty Mighty God. But faith is not just something you tote around with you and talk about over dinner. What faith are you? (laughs) Faith, if you had the, the amount of a mustard seed, you could blow trees out of the ground. It is more powerful than TNT. It's more powerful than plastic explosives. It's more powerful. What was the thing that changed the face of the earth? Men discovered the power in the atom. When, when did it get there? It had been there. Somebody found out how to turn that loose. <laughs> Is that right? The power of the atom. Which is much smaller than a mustard seed. Why? It's because of how God created it. Something that small. Got that much power. Here's the big deal. It's in you. Oh come on somebody say. Put your hand right here. Say say, it's in me. me. The faith of God. God Is in me. me. It can move mountains. Go to Mark 11. If we're going to talk about moving mountains, we must go to Mark chapter 11. Oh, hallelujah. I get excited just thinking about it. Mark 11, and uh, about, I think it's about verse 19 is where I want you to go. Actually, 12. Go to 12. I'm reading from the uh, Young's Literal Translation. I like it because I think it's very accurate. He said, On the morrow, they having come forth from Bethany, he hungered. And having seen a fig tree afar off having leaves, he came, if perhaps he shall find anything in it. And having come to it, He found nothing except leaves, for it is not a time of figs. And Jesus answering said to it. What did he do? Does Jesus have faith as he's walking the earth? Now he's functioning as a man. You've got to remember this. He's functioning as a man. But as a man, walking as a man, did he have faith? Oh boy. And he released some of it right here. 
It's in you all the time. But nothing's going to happen unless it's released. And so he, uh, he said to it, no more from you to the age may any eat fruit. We might say it like this, nobody is going to eat anything off of you from now on, ever. You're done. Why would he say that? We need to get rid of of religious ideas. Jesus is walking as a man. People that were around him didn't realize he was the son of God. They thought he was a great prophet. These guys, his staff that went with him everywhere. The Bible said they heard him say it. So he wasn't bashful about it. And he wasn't, he's talking to a tree. But he's not concerned somebody might think he's crazy. And they heard him. All at once Jesus talking to something. And they go look. Who's he talking to? And they go. He's talking to that tree. And apparently nobody said anything. Verse 19. When evening came. He was going forth without the city. So several hours have passed. In the morning. Verse 20. Passing by. They saw the fig tree having been dried up from the roots. And Peter having remembered said to him, Rabbi, lo, the fig tree that you did curse is dried up. And Jesus answering said to them, have faith of God. Now, that's one reason I read this translation. I want you to see the the exact Translation, many will change it and said, have faith in God. That's not what it said. Have, we'd add the article, have the faith of God. The BBE says, have God's faith. The faith that we have is some of his It's the same kind because it's his. It's not like his. It is his. Somebody say, I have some of God's faith in me. And I will learn how to turn it loose. We're getting somewhere. Can you can you tell we're getting somewhere? We're, we're getting somewhere. Have God's faith. Keep reading. Truly I say to you, whoever may say to this mount, be taken up, be cast into the sea, and may not doubt in his heart, but may believe that the things he says do come to pass, it shall be to him Whatever he may say. Jesus said if you had faith as a mustard seed. You would say. You would say. God's people need to be saying things. Now if it's just empty words. Nothing will happen. He didn't just say you'll have what you say. What did he say? If you don't doubt in your heart. But you believe that what you say does come to pass, then you will have whatever it is you said. And one of the things that I noticed about this sycamine tree thing, I thought, why why did the Lord say that to that tree? Some people try to build all kind of symbology and they say the tree represents this and that. Well, unless the Bible said that, that's your theory. It can be a lot simpler than that. I believe he just demonstrated it can be as simple as this. Right. That's right. It doesn't have to be healing somebody or delivering somebody or changing the country. Right. You can release it whenever you're ready. 
wherever direction you decide to. He just spoke to that tree and kept going. And it happened. In a matter of hours, it was coming to pass. We must, I shouldn't say must, we, we should get our minds renewed to think like God does. Human beings speak words to express their thoughts and their feelings, to communicate, not God. God speaks words to create and to change. Hallelujah. And I've already been doing this, but I I cranked mine up a notch last night. I am not just giving you information. I am releasing words of life and faith and power that are literal spiritual seeds that are going into everyone who will receive them. Now, if you don't receive it, it'll just bounce off your ears. But if you will receive it, it is a spiritual seed of power that goes into you and begins to grow. Oh, begins to grow. Hallelujah. And if you let it, the word of God will produce fruit in your life. It will put roots down in you. It'll grow up out of you. It'll change how you think. It'll change how you talk. It'll change your life. You believe it or not? And you want to make an adjustment. Sit out loud. I don't just speak to communicate. I release, I release words to create, to create and, to and to heal and to, deliver and to, deliver and to bless and to, bless and to change. And change. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. There's a phrase I don't like. I'm just saying. You ever heard that phrase? I really dislike that phrase. Because it epitomizes what's wrong with human speaking. The Bible said, let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth. Only that which is good to the use of building up. That it might minister grace to the hearers. Hallelujah. That's why I'm saying, I'm not just giving you information. I'm releasing faith. That grace is coming into you. Faith is coming into you. We're reading scriptures here. This is not just men's ideas. The word of God is coming into us. Seeds. Incorruptible seed of the word of God. That's how you got born again. That's how you get healed. That's how you get delivered. That's how you get your bills paid. That's how you become successful in every good thing. Can you say amen? Glory to God. Say, have God's faith. Have God's faith. How do you have God's faith? You believe something in your heart. You don't doubt it. And you, and you say it. Believing that what you say comes to pass. Now, I know people will mock this and they make fun of it and and what do y'all think y'all are? Magicians, sorcerers? What do you think you are? Are you just going to hocus pocus, abracadabra? No, nah, it's got nothing to do with that. It's got everything to do with the Bible. The B-I-B-L-E. Now, if it's God's faith, how's it going to work? Exactly like he does it. Go with me to Genesis, the first chapter. And let's remind ourselves of how he does it. The scripture said, be followers of God as dear children. Other translations say, be imitators of God as dear children. Genesis 1, I'm going to read the whole chapter. 
And I, I want you to help me watch for words. I want you to say it out loud every time you see where it says God either said or God either called or God blessed. I want you to say it out loud. And it said, and God said, I want to hear you say said. God called, I want to hear you say called or blessed. Genesis 1, and this is Young's literal. In the beginning of God's preparing the heavens and the earth. The earth has existed waste and void. Now you see the language, it didn't say in the beginning of everything. In the beginning of his preparing the heavens and earth. There's a big universe out there. We have no idea what happened before we got here. But we don't really need to know right now. This is what we need to know. The earth hath existed. Waste and void. I've never seen anywhere where God created something waste and void. So how did it get that way? Well, that's another story we don't know. And darkness is on the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God fluttering on the face of the waters. And God God said, let light be, or light be, and what? And light is. If God would, would transport us to there and let us all watch that, we might be speechless for three months. And, and sing and shout for the rest of the next 10 years. He's not just talking about creating a star. He's talking about creating light. That's a different thing. How did it happen? Darkness was on the face of the deep. And God said, Light be or become. And light is. Before he said it, it wasn't. After he said it, it is. Anybody believe this in here? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Amen. Well, I, I, I believe in the Big Bang. Well, when he said it, it might have been a Big Bang. <laughs> but if you believe it created itself, that's not science. That's a belief and a very foolish one. Verse 4. And God sees the light, it is good. And God separates between the light and the darkness. God what? Called. Now one reason I'm reading the Youngs, listen. God calls to the light. Day. And to the darkness he has called. Night. And there is an evening. And there is a morning. Day one. Now this is a very good evidence that men did not write this. Out of their knowledge. Because until centuries and thousands of years later, people believed the earth was flat. And here he's telling us it's morning and it's evening at the same time. Who would know that? You'd just say the dawn of the first day with archaic understanding. No, it's morning somewhere, it's night on the other side. Is right? Can't be flat. And this was, how many know this was written a long time ago? A long time ago. There is evening, there's morning. And God said. God did what he, he said. Let an expanse be in the midst of the waters. Let it be separating between waters and waters. There were no dry land continents on the planet. And God maketh the expanse. And it separates between the waters which are under the expanse and the waters which are above the expanse. And it is so. Our atmosphere is very different now than it was back then. Back then, we had filter above us that probably, I'm sure, kept all this UV radiation and all this stuff off of you. And you could just live for thousands of years and never age a day and... All kind of things. Curse messed it all up. Keep going. And God what? Calls to the expanse 
heavens. And there is an evening. And there is a morning. Day two. Keep going. And God said. Let the waters under the heavens be collected into one place. Let the dry land be seen. Now that'd be something to see. A continent. Even most people that study geology believe it was one massive continent. Even little kids looking at the planet go, this looks like it fits here. Looks like Africa would fit right over here with South America. That's because it did. Must have been one giant continent. And God called to the dry land. What? You, you missed one. God <laughs> called to the dry land. Earth and the collection of the waters he has called seas. And God sees it that it is good. When God speaks, is it just to talk about how he feels? Or what he thinks? He speaks to create. He speaks to change. He speaks to heal. To deliver. To bless. Are you his child? Do you have some of that faith in you too? Keep going. And God said, let the earth yield tender grass. Now you know how grass got here. Herb sowing seed, fruit tree, whose seed is in itself, making fruit upon its kind on the earth. And it is so. This is how every blade of grass got here. It's how every tree got here. Every plant. How did it get here? God said. And the seeds were created. And the plants were created. It came out of him. Maybe he'll let us. I don't think it's a maybe. He will let us see some of these things. Later on. Maybe not just in the past. But in what he's doing at the present. And in time to come. The earth brings forth a tender grass, herb sowing seed after its kind, tree making fruit, whose seed is in itself after its kind, and God sees that it is good. Anybody agree that peaches are good? Apples are good? Oranges are good? Anybody like eating today? Who who, who enjoys eating today? You would not be eating except for this right here. You need to remind yourself, when you look at your plate today, this is here because of words. The reason I'm eating is because God said something. God said something and I'm having a meal. So what I can touch and put in my mouth and chew is made out of things you can't see. Keep going. There's an evening and there's a morning. Day three. Thousands of years ago, no scientist knew this. Nobody knew this. They would have said it was morning. And don't go too far, you'll fall off. God said, let luminaries be in the expanse of the heavens to make a separation between the day and the night. And they've been for signs and for seasons and days and years. And they've been luminaries in the expanse of heavens to give light upon the earth and it is so and God maketh the two great luminaries the great luminary for the rule of the day and the small luminary and the stars for the rule of the night every time you see the sun you need to say words God spoke that into existence every time you look up at the moon and see it reflecting the sun God spoke that into existence keep going And God gives them the expanse of the heavens to give light upon the earth. And to rule over day and overnight. And to make a separation between the light and the darkness. And God sees that it is good. He said lights be. Then he said that's good. I like it. (laughs) Hallelujah. There is an evening. There is a morning, day four. And God said. How did it happen? And God God said. said. What did Jesus say? If you had faith, as a mustard seed, you would would say. Jesus said, have God's faith. Have the faith of God and have it like he has it. Do it like he does it. 
What? If you would say to this mountain. And don't doubt. But believe what you say. Happens. You'll have what you say. Let people mock. Let them make fun. Don't take it personally. They're making fun of what Jesus said. They're making fun of this. They're making fun of the word. And there's a reason why people are so motivated to stay away from this or to scoff at it or mock it. It's because the devil is afraid of this. He is afraid that you're going to find out how to do this. And you're going to mess up his playhouse. You're going to stop his business. That you will learn how to stand up in the middle of what he's doing and say, no. I command you to stop it in Jesus' name. You stop in your operations. You cease in your maneuvers. I bind you in Jesus' name. And him not be able to do a thing about it except stop. No wonder he fights it so hard. God said, let the waters team. And God said, let the waters team. Team with living creatures and fowl. Let them fly on the earth and the face of the expanse of the heavens. Every bird you see, you need to think, a word spoke that into existence. A whale, shark, a dolphin, a brim, a catfish. Why do catfish exist? Why do sharks and dolphins and whales, why do they exist? And shrimp and crabs. Why do they exist? Blackbirds, robins, bluebirds, eagles, hawks. Why do they exist? Tell me how they got here. Come on. At this point, there is a planet. There is a continent out of the water. There's a sun. There's a moon. There are no animals. And God said, let the waters teem. With living creature. Do they team? Yes. And let fowl fly yes. in the expanse of the heavens. He's talking about the, the lower atmosphere here. Right. He saw it in himself. He saw all these whales and these sharks and all these fish and these shrimp and these coral reefs. and He saw all of that. All that was in him. Wow. And when he was ready, he released his faith and he spoke it into existence. He saw the birds. He saw all these migratory flocks. He saw all these tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands. He, he saw the waterfowl. He saw the geese in formation. He saw it all in, in him. And he said, basically, birds become. Fowl become. And then what happened next? Out of spirit that you couldn't see came matter. And not just matter, living beings. What kind of father do we have? What kind of God do we have that speaks a living creature into existence with his words? You know whose image you're made in? God prepares great monsters. (laughs) That's the literal word. That's talking about, well, you ever been close to a whale? You feel like you're by a monster. Every living creature that's creeping, the waters have teemed with after their kind. Every fowl and wing after its kind. And God sees it all that it is good. good. Keep reading. Keep reading. And God blessed. How did he bless them? How did he bless them? They're here. They're amazing. They're wonderful. But what needs to happen now? They need to be self-perpetuating. All this doesn't need to be over in one generation. It needs to keep going. So God blessed them. When he wanted to multiply things, to increase things, what did he do? Begged for more money. What did he do? When you want things to increase and expand, what do you do? What do you do? Come on, what do you do? You need to believe it in your heart and you need to speak over it. You need to speak Over your business. Over your affairs. Is that right? Speak to it. Quit saying I never have enough. Quit saying everything costs too much. Quit saying everything's so tight. You're cursing yourself. Limiting yourself. 
You need to say, my money's increasing. My, my income is increasing. Oh, somebody needs to say it. You really need to say it. Say it out loud. My income, my income is, increasing. is increasing. Substantially. Now here's the bottom line. Do you believe that? Do you believe that? Then don't doubt it. Don't doubt it, but believe that what you just said has released something spiritual into your life that's already beginning to grow and have an effect. Not something you have to struggle with or exert yourself to try to. The faith does it. And once you've released it, it keeps working. So he said, back up, he said, be fruitful and multiply and fill the waters in the seas and the fowl that multiply in the earth. And there is an evening at one place and there is a morning on the other side of the world, day five. Keep going. And God said, let the earth bring forth the living creature after its kind Cattle, creeping thing, beast of the earth after his kind, and it is so. Or else you'd have never had a stake in your whole life. (laughs) And God makes the beast of the earth after his kind, and the cattle after his kind, every creeping thing of the ground after its kind, and God looks at buffalo and elephants and tigers. And he said, I like it. It's good. It's good. Even in its fallen, cursed condition, you still see remnants of the splendor, don't you? Yes. Of his creation, the, the amazing diversity. God sees that it's good. Keep going. And God said. said. You got to planet. You got the sun, the moon, the stars. You got the giant continent. You got the birds. You got the fish. You got the cows and the elephants. Ain't a man on the planet. Not one human being. Not one human being. Until God said, Let us make man in our image. And the scriptures say the angels said, What? What? In his own image? Like himself? What are we using for a pattern for this one, God? I'm going to use myself. You making them like you? And all the angels went, what what is a man? What's a man? What's he doing? According to our likeness, and I'm going to let them rule over everything I've made. Over the fish of the sea, the fowl of the heavens, the cattle of the earth, every creeping thing that's creeping. Wonder how he intended that his man, that he created in his image, rule what he had created. Exactly the same way that he created it. With words. With faith. Living by faith. Walking by faith. Keep going. And God prepares the man in his image. In the image of God, he prepared him. When it says three times in two verses, this is a big deal. This is a very big deal. He prepared him, a male and a female. He prepared them. And God blessed them. How did he bless them? At this point, shortly after this point, there's two human beings. I see more than two in here. Yes. I said, I see more than two in here. Yes. Seven billion. This is how you got here. Are you reading the verse? Say it out loud. This is how I got here. It goes all the way back to this. God looked at his man that he later made male and female. And he said, be fruitful. Multiply. Fill up the earth. Subdue it. Rule. Over the fish of the sea. Rule over the fowl of the heavens. Rule over every living thing that's creeping upon the earth. Oh, hallelujah. And you and I are supposed to be ruling and reigning in life by Christ Jesus. 
how do kings rule and reign? If they want a ditch dug, they don't look for a shovel. They decree a thing. Is that right? We're made in his image and likeness. God does not have to do things physically to make them happen. Now we're still in this earth and we've got to do some things physically for about that much longer. Then it's all going to change. Then it's all going to change. But even now, we get to operate in a measure of this. Jesus said, have God's faith. Have the faith of God. Then told us exactly how to release it. Stand on your feet, everybody. Oh, thanks be to God. This ministry has been brought to you today free of charge by the partners of More Life Ministries and Faith Life Church. If you would like to help send this word to others at no charge, you can become a word sender today. For more information, visit our website at morelife.org.